This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. So if you can't be with us for the live show on AMI-tv at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, check us out over on AMI-audio starting at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to the show. Repeats of the program. Here they come, folks. 10 p.m. Eastern Time on both AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Overnight on AMI-tv at 1 a.m. in the morning and 6 a.m. in the morning on AMI-audio. Always wonderful to have you joining us wherever you are listening in, maybe on TuneIn Radio or OO Tunes around the world via AMI-audio, and, of course, watching us on AMI-tv throughout Canada. Today, I'm sitting here with Grant Hardy. I'm Kelly McDonald. Lots of great conversations every Monday, and especially today as we span the gamut really from tech to headlines to now art. And joining us now to chat more about her art show through my lens is Amy Amanti. Hey, Amy, welcome to the program. Hi, Grant. Hi, Kelly. How are you both? Excellent. We're doing pretty good. Hope you're hanging <laughs> in there as well on this Monday. And uh, just to start off, can you give us a small synopsis of Through My Lens? Oh gosh, where do I begin? Yeah, Through My Lens is um, uh, kind of a, you can't really call it a show. It's not a play, but it's a live, um, it's a live interactive theater piece. Uh, I'm the solo performer in it. Mm -hmm. And it's on my intersection of photography and blindness. And often people say, how to how, how do people who are blind or low vision take photographs? So that's what we explore. It's a small, intimate audience experience where I bring somebody out from the audience. They come up on stage and the stage um, is designed with three projector screens. So they're kind of, um, you could reach to the top of them if you extend your hand. So they're like a six foot by, t uh, by 10 feet. There's three of them and photographs come up on these while you're sitting immersed in them. The audience is watching and we talk through the photographs and it, it, it's a progression, right? It's a narrative. So it's sort of my story that's narrated, narrated, um, and you are describing things, but it's more than just description. It's not really about description because I ask you to place yourself into the photograph, right? So what do you hear? What do you smell? What other things are happening around you? You know, if you were in this place, what would you be experiencing? Who's inside that place, right? So we combine memory and experience and shared collective um, emotion in the space, and we go to some really interesting places. Really cool concept, and we yeah. actually have a clip from <gasps> one of your shows. Uh, let's go ahead and roll that now. What would be really helpful for me is if I could learn from you about what you see in this photo. There's a ray of sunshine. Lines by the sun. Yeah. yeah, the light lines from the sun, yeah, absolutely. A blast of kind of heaven-like God light in the, in the left corner, like it's like kind of the hand of God going, I'm speaking to you now, Moses. And there's something I have to say, like quite extraordinarily beautiful about this picture to me. I don't know if that's because I know you're blind. <laughs> From a medical perspective, I'm, I'm an anomaly in that when doctors look at my retina today, that's now reattached, it appears to be perfectly intact, yet I have no central sight. I would like to share with you one of the portraits that I took of you earlier. How does it make you feel? Happy. Yeah? Yes. Yeah? Makes me smile. <laughs> you want to see what my eye sees? Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Something about it being less distinct, less exactly what it is. Cool. Okay. I will give you a copy of this photo. Here you go. 
Oh my God, just like that. Is it the version that you see? Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Sounds like incredible. some really intimate moments. Oh yeah, my goodness, so really incredible. Right um, at the end there, the photograph that I give folks has a filter on it that kind of mimics how I see. Yeah, uh, that was what I wondered. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, we explore some of that. With with this, and Amy, we're going to ask you about what kind of brought this to be in a second, mm -hmm. but I always find it interesting because so many low vision and blind people are so interested in photography, interested in playing. And earlier I was talking about a friend of mine who, who's never seen and his viewpoint of, well, I don't have the concept where to hold my camera to take the picture mm -hmm. because we, even with our phones, do get so much feedback now to, to allow us at least to take a selfie or or to get a shot or something or it's not as tricky as we might think to get an image send to somebody and say what is this well, tell me what's here or whether it be be my eyes or or something like that so when you back when this show mm -hmm. was born in your mind to do walk us through that process because i think what what is fascinating with something like this not just because you're low vision it's the fact that how do you get to where what we're seeing now, pulling people up on stage, getting the pictures, but this being when you conceive that I'd like to share with people what I see, not necessarily, how I enjoy the hobby of taking pictures, walk us down that that hall. Sure, yeah. I mean, I met, um, I was, I was uh, in a mall getting my first iPhone and struggling with trying to make my first phone call because I had no idea how to use it. Um, I really thought it would be as simple as going in and coming out using an iPhone as anybody who's got right. a first iPhone without figuring out how to use the swipes <laughs> and, and the voiceover. It's not that easy. Um, and I was sitting on a bench with my white cane and a woman approached me and she was a retired teacher of the deaf. Um, and she had a husband who was a photography I don't know how to describe it other than wizard. Um, you know, been doing photography for 30 plus years. This was about 10 years ago in my life. Um, 30 plus years, you know, National Geographic tours, like, you know, real photography guy teaches at some of the top universities here in Vancouver. And um, she thought we should meet. And turns out they lived in my neighborhood. And we started on this journey of how would I, how could I? I was curious too. And in fact, to be honest with you, because I lost my sight at 24, unexpectedly at the age of 24, I had thought that I had lots of time to study photography. And yeah, it turns out I did, it. right? Mm -hmm. Right? And so I thought maybe I had lost the opportunity to even play with photography. So Rick and I went on this adventure to figure out what could be done. And so my concept is about finding the light. And so what most photographers do, and you know this, Kelly, you pointed this out by using even the, the artificial intelligence that tells you what's in the photo. That's the content. We call that the subject of the photo. So it tells you there's a bike or a tree or a bench or whatever's in the photo. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't look for that stuff. I don't care about that stuff. None of that stuff interests me. I just get in my 2% vision light. And I point my camera at patches of light. Yep. So that's why I haven't really seen the photos because I'm just capturing light and I'm clicking the shutter at light and whatever's there is there. And, you know, you take a thousand photos and 10 of them are good. That's the concept of photography anyways. But sometimes I take a photo like the one that they were talking about has this really ugly fence in it. And most photographers would look at a photo like that and go, I'd never take that mm -hmm. photo. It's got a really ugly fence. No. But the light in that photo, what people are talking about is so astoundingly beautiful that you don't care that there's a fence there. 
And that's the difference in my photography is the light is what makes photos. And if you don't care that there's a fence or a half a dog's tail or whatever's in it, it's the light that you're looking for. So that's what I'm looking for. My process is called finding the light. And when I, I take find portraits that fascinating. of people, wow. Yeah, when mm -hmm. I when I take the mm -hmm. portraits of individuals, I'm listening for moments. So I don't see what's on their face. I don't ask them to pose. You know, when you go get a headshot or into yep. your, I want to yep. say the Sears portrait studio, right? And they ask you to pose. Yeah. I, I I ask them to tell me about themselves, tell me about their families, tell me about moments in their lives. And when they laugh or giggle or put their hands on their face or, you know, you hear a moment, that's yep. when I take the, the photo. 100%. I totally get it. I, like I've done that just with scenes of people, you know, you Got know, I, when I want to get it described as I've played with this now, I want to know someone's hand is half doing that. But what, going back to the light, I recall too okay. being a child going out into the woods, my favorite place to be for what you talked about. Um, the light would hit my eyes, totally blow out whatever I could see anyway. But I used to kind of like the it almost seems smoky to me. That's how I would describe it as a person with the kind of vision that I had. It it filled things in. So when I was listening to the description, especially the person with the hand of God coming down, you know, mm -hmm. I, I understood in my way what they meant, whether it was like a clearing and lots of light coming in or that shininess off of off of the eye. So very fascinating because I totally, you know, we always think, oh, you're taking a picture of a specific thing. Whether you find that thing back up from it and say, I should be able to get all of it in the shot, you're doing something so different and totally interesting to share with an audience. Yeah. And every person that sits mm -hmm. in that seat and has a conversation with me, it's different every time. So some people share with me their most devastating moments. Some people share their happiest moments. Like it can go anywhere. Um, yep. And so I'm yeah. al al always having to hold space, right? For whatever comes next. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious about what you think that it is that inspires or maybe sustains your your interest in photography i'm wondering if maybe there would be a difference let's say between me who's never had vision or for right. you where it's kind of like a, a loss but i'm wondering what i guess what keeps you engaged in that world is it the stories that you hear what, what do you think it is for you oh that's a good question grant um i think it's probably a couple of things one is is that um for me, there's sort of this, I don't know if it's a cheeky little thing, but I kind of like imagining what people see when they look at me out in the world with a white cane and a camera. Something about that gives me a chuckle <laughs> in my soul. <laughs> right? yeah, it just yeah, gives me yeah. a chuckle in my soul. It does. Because um, I, I can only imagine what people are thinking or, you know, the double takes or any of that kind of stuff. Oh, that um, poor little woman playing photographer. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> right? Or like, what? How does that work? Or is she faking it? Or like, whatever it is, right? Love um, it. And, and the other part of me, and we talk about this in the show, is... I kind of want to maybe break down the convention of what blindness is to some extent, like something about that interests me in a way, because we live in this world where systemically um, people think that again, it's right off the top of my show. I'm made to feel broken often, and I'm made to feel like my life has little value or little purpose. Often when I'm out in the world, we know this, like 75% of our community doesn't work, not because we don't want to, but because most of the time people are like, well, how could you possibly, right? Um, You've got so more just, important things to worry about than eating right? than paying your rent. Exactly. And so how do things like this, you know, there's a lot of things in the show that we do that is more show than tell. And that's a concept of theater. So if I pour you a cup of tea and I use a liquid leveler uh, and it beeps, people don't know what that is. And I don't explain it to mm. them. It just happens. Yeah. So yeah. there are things that happen in this show that aren't about um, explaining to them how I do stuff. 
Um, if they watch me fumble on a camera to find the shutter, I don't explain to them why I do it. That's just how I do it. It's not a, it's not like I'm not pretending. That's how I would find a shutter on a camera very carefully. So I don't hit other buttons and disrupt settings. Right. Um, so my yeah, fingers dance sure. like a spider crawling on, you know, searching for prey. So, yep. um, so this is, this is, you know, something interesting about that sort of education advocacy piece combined with art uh, interests me about this show and something about the shared experience with other people. Um, because for me, the descriptions can be so different, but does it matter? It really doesn't. It's my memory of being in a place where I took the photo. It's not the photo itself. So I get to reciprocate with the memory of what I felt when I was in that place. We're pretty little short on time here. You've talked a little bit about what people take away from the show. Do you want to talk about what it's like? How cool is it to be touring across Canada? Super cool to tour across Canada. So we've been to Kingston, Ontario. We've been to Ottawa. Uh, we did it here in Vancouver. I think we're going to look at Victoria. We're also looking at perhaps London, England, which would be a little outside of Canada and what international festivals we can do. Um, so we've got quite some notoriety with this little piece. Um, I still call it a little piece, but we're getting wonderful feedback. It's really quite exciting and still in my core, sometimes I think, why are people interested in this? This is just my life. Um, but people become really moved. Um, and I, I am thrilled that people are enjoying this. So I think it goes back to what you said, Amy, they look at you and say, how is this? What is this? What, what an interesting costume for what kind of show is this woman rushing off to? Well, come and yeah. see what I'm going to, what I'm going to share with you. Different perspectives, right? Different perspectives. Yeah, very much. Very yeah. fascinating. Yeah, I, I think the traveling is is really a, a nice, a nice experience to what you get a chance to do and where, uh, is there anywhere you're doing the show soon? Yeah, I think probably Victoria will be the next place. If we get accepted this fall uh, to London, England, I'll let you know. But that would be coming Great. this fall if that was for this festival. And I will tell you, like, I just got home last night from Ottawa um, and I flew in a pod. Wow. I mean, I was in a pod. You get to lie literally <laughs> horizontal on a flight. I slept like a baby the whole way home. I That's guess. the life, Amy. Right? Yeah, it was pretty Keep close. Keep us That's posted. Awesome. Good luck with the show. That Thanks, was Amy Amanti. That was Amy Amanti talking about her art show through my lens. Okay, folks, we'll step aside for two minutes. On Know Your Rights today, Danielle McLaughlin is joined by law student Nima Sharali to talk about the Innocence Project. And the Lions Foundation of Canada Dog Guides are looking for volunteers who have type 1 diabetes to participate in a program. Devin Wilkins will be here shortly to share a little bit more about that. Up next, however, ever wonder how our donkey friends fare in the Canadian climate? There's an upcoming webinar that answers said question. Community reporter Annette Dennis tells us all about it after this. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. 